Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to the Sean Mike Podcast. In this episode, we're going to be looking at the recent Nebraska loss against Wisconsin, taking more of a deep dive approach, looking at that. Uh, we're also going to talk about how Adrian Martinez is ruled out for this upcoming game against Iowa on Black Friday. Wanted to make sure I put this out to you. Uh, at this point in time, game's right around the corner with it not being a Saturday game, being a day early. So, yeah, that's what we're going to dive into and, and look into. So, hop along and let's start this podcast off right. Okay, so I think, honestly, this is the time just to dive right into it. So, tough game against Wisconsin. And not tough, and it was actually a great game, especially if you're a a neutral fan, like if you weren't even a fan of the Huskers and you watched Nebraska and Wisconsin play in that game, very back and forth. This felt different than other games. I've got to say that in the sense that late in this game, it wasn't just getting a garbage score to make it a one-score game. This was a legit one-score game that really was back and forth. You know, Wisconsin starts off taking off the opening kickoff for a touchdown return, which nowadays the way it is, you Returns are so rare, whether it's a fair catch being called. There's some teams that call a fair catch every time. And then you've got it to where yeah, Wisconsin takes a kickoff, opening kickoff, up 7-0. Just an interesting game overall. So when you're looking at it, you might not have gotten this vibe when you were watching the game, but this actually, Nebraska never let at any point during this game. Every time it would be, it'd be Wisconsin kickoff, the Nebraska answer, and then Wisconsin would score, and Nebraska would answer. So Nebraska kept answering to make it make it interesting. But overall, Nebraska never ends up leading this game at any point in the game right off the opening tip. So just interesting to see that right off the kickoff, just how they were able to get that momentum. I know a lot of changes made. Every game's under the, a microscope under this new era. So you're kind of looking to see, is this team going to, how are they going to perform with this type of pressure, with this type of, you know, all, all these assistant coaches that were fired, Scott Frost, restructured contract. Are they going to be able to perform for him? Is it going to not look good down the stretch? But, no, Nebraska actually looked look solid. And I mean, the thing that people, once again, I always get a heart back on is tough schedule this year. I mean, Wisconsin's a top 15 team. They've had some success, I'm sure, that – haven't looked at the rankings, but they're only going to climb after beating Nebraska and after being able to have this type of game. Definitely looked like they had a solid performance. Uh, so Adrian Martinez, when you're looking at his stats, uh, 23 of 35, 351 uh, through the year. He actually only ended up having uh, he had nine rushes for 23 yards. That's actually all we saw out of Adrian Martinez. I think the interesting thing when you look at it from a box score point of view Nebraska actually ends up getting out gained 252 to about 100 yards on the ground. So Wisconsin doing what Wisconsin does is able to ground and pound, really have that solid rushing attack, have that control the pace of the game type feel. But having said that, though, Nebraska was always there for the challenge. They are always up for the challenge to try to make it interesting. Uh, 
Time possession, not what you'd expect. So Nebraska, and I think that's what I'm kind of hitting at a little bit, is Nebraska actually out-possessed the ball versus Wisconsin 33 minutes to 27. So I feel like when a lot of Wisconsin wins, when they win handily, you're usually seeing Wisconsin just grind out a team, eventually getting it to where they're just wearing on them, maybe have a, a big drive late where it's just a huge chunk of time where by the time you get to the end of the game, they've got, they've had the ball like 39 minutes, and the other team's had it 20 minutes, 21 minutes, you know, that type of thing. But really wasn't the case in this one. So interesting that Nebraska actually was able to out-possess Wisconsin. Uh, the thing that did actually come back to hurt the Huskers in this game, though, is lost a turnover battle again. Uh, so the other part of the coin with Martinez and with those stats overall is when you're looking at it, uh, two picks ended up being thrown in this game, and yeah, that, was, that was a difference. Wisconsin just wasn't going to beat themselves. Yeah, they we played them tough, and the team looked looked good, at least especially offensively, looked good in trying to pave the way. But Nebraska ended up being a well. It's hard, I guess. It's really hard to criticize because when you throw for over 350 yards. That kind of puts 100 yards in the context, right? Because if you threw for 200 yards and then you only have 100, 110 yards rushing, that's a whole other story. But there was 350 yards through the air, and then you dice in the 100 yards with that. I think overall, as a just a college football fan, and especially with his Husker team, you'd like to see them be a little bit more balanced. You don't want to be too one-sided to where you're, you're having to throw the ball. But at the same time, if you're being efficient, which I think Martinez is like 23 out of 35, so when you're looking at that type of efficiency throwing the ball, do you really need to run it? It's kind of that it's kind of that tough balancing act. But overall, I don't think you can really harp on it too much just because they were able to put up some yards. Uh, the other thing, too, is when you're looking at it, you know, Nebraska actually outgains Wisconsin this game, 452 to 397. But I got to be honest. I think one of the tough games, watch t- tough things watching this game is, and the defense. Let's be honest. If we're looking at this Nebraska football team, the defense has done a great job keeping them in so many games. I mean, it's not even funny how how many times the defense has allowed this team to have a shot at winning games that, quite frankly, didn't look like they had any business even being in with some of the offensive performances. But the defense has just held in there and kept it interesting. But this game, Wisconsin really just, even though they didn't have the time possession, it felt like every time they ran the ball, they were just so successful. I mean, when you average eight yards a rush, that's just an insane amount. That tells you that your line's been able to get some control. And it felt that way down the stretch. Honestly, it felt like when Nebraska had to stop a rush or had to make a big stop, they were able to run the ball when needed. Really didn't even have to throw too much at all. They really relied on their ground game. And it's kind of a helpless feeling. It's a helpless feeling when you're if someone's a coach and if you're a fan watching your team because you just know when you get to that that third and four, second and four, second and five, they just that other team just has a confidence about them to where they feel like, hey, we're not too concerned about what the exact play call is going to be because we're confident that we're going to run the ball, run it down your throat, and be able to pick up the first down without even having to pass the ball, you may, being able to rely on the run game. So that's, that's a really tough feeling for a team. I know from, from when I played line, you know, line in uh, high school and in college and even before that, it's really tough when you have it to where a team is able to 
to dominate the line of scrimmage makes it to where they're able to have that impact on the game. But give the once again, I always got to go back. Give the Huskers credit for being able to to hang in there to really have this be a game that came right down to the wire. And I know this sounds cliche, but this felt this felt a little bit different than the other games. The reason I'm saying that is the other games that kind of felt like Nebraska was in it for a lot of the game. The other team would break away, be up about 10, 12 points, and Nebraska attacks on a garbage touchdown late. But that really was not the case with this game. This game truly did come down to the fourth quarter. Wisconsin was able to make, make plays, able to win the game. And it just felt different in the fact that, well, some – Actually, you know, one thing I will say is when you look at this from a post-game point of view, it kind of leads right into the next topic, is apparently Adrian Martinez had an injury that he was dealing with. I know when Scott Frost did the press conference, he was saying they were planning on Martinez just not playing the second half, but then apparently Martinez uh, went up to Coach Frost and said, put me in there, I want to play, and Frost let him roll with it and honestly it sounded like he wasn't even supposed to to play in the second half or at least they didn't expect him to have any chance of playing but he goes out and he you know he's efficient of course you've got the turnovers and whatnot but still when you have that proper context and that's one thing I'll tell you with a lot of these guys that they don't know about and you hate to say it this way it's not a pity party or anything I mean every every team is dealing with injuries. That's that's a part of football. That's one of the tough parts that people don't like to acknowledge or people like to look at. But when you are looking at any football team, it's a miracle if you only have like five guys hurt, six guys hurt. Just when you're going through these teams, and especially when you're Nebraska playing in the Big Ten, it's a game of injuries. You're it's a body count. You're trying to make it through a year. And even even if you look at a top team, if you look at an Ohio State, a full and Alabama, you know, Florida State traditionally, Clemson traditionally, obviously those two programs having down years, but just historically, national champions, even Super Bowl champions, you always have guys that are injured. Like, to me, it's always crazy if you're watching an NFL team that makes a run and you hear, oh, yeah, starting safety injured in week two. Start. Just look at the Ravens. They had it to where they, they lost, like, three or four different players in preseason to season-ending injuries. So I say all that to mean injuries aren't an excuse, and I think even Adrian Martinez would acknowledge that. And I don't think he – he hasn't ever used injuries as an excuse in his Husker career. I think it just came out that he had an injury. And so the fact that he was able to get through it and not get the win but play through it does give you more of a context on it. I think with Adrian Martinez, it's going to be really an interesting – Everyone's been talking about it. There's no real way around it. I can't pretend that I, I haven't thought about it and other people haven't thought about it. What's his future going to be like? Is he? Is it? Is it a lock that he's coming back to Nebraska? Is he for sure going to wind up coming back next year? I think that's what many people are wondering. If I had to, if I had to take an honest guess, I would lean towards yes. I honestly don't see why he wouldn't want to come back or why he wouldn't want to take advantage of that extra year. I think uh, at least at the quarterback's position, he's not going to be a high draft pick or a top draft pick. He might not even be drafted at quarterback. I quite frankly don't know. But everything would point towards, from that end, him wanting to come back. But unless you have it to where maybe he has it to where he wants to pursue other things, maybe he's 
I'm speculating at this point. I have no idea what he's going to decide, but I would lean towards him most likely wanting to come back. I know that with this game, uh, Logan Smothers is going to be the starting QB. I think uh, this will be a good evaluation game for him, quite frankly. I think it's one thing to be the backup quarterback that's played a few snaps and has had some game action, but to truly have a game plan set up and have it to where he is a QB is interesting to see. Also, it's kind of crazy to me looking at this. You know, go Big Red. I love my Huskers, but Iowa's 9-2, a top 25 team, and Nebraska's actually favored going into this game. So, don't want to take any credit away from Nebraska, but... But guys, let's be honest. I mean, we've been watching the same season. Nebraska's three and eight. They've lost a lot of close score games. Do I think that Nebraska definitely could beat Iowa? I think Nebraska for sure has the potential to beat Iowa. There's no doubt about it that if Nebraska could put it all together, I could see them beating Iowa for sure. But at the same time, that just hasn't been what we've gotten consistently from this team. So to have it to where they're favored uh, playing against the Iowa Hawkeyes. That kind of blows my mind a little bit, quite frankly, because I know that Nebraska has talent, but for them to be favored in a top 25 game is really just kind of surreal to me. Iowa is the number 16 team in the country. I wanted to take a second to to check that. So, yeah, top 25 team, top 20 team, you would think that if Iowa were able to beat Nebraska, I would, I would assume maybe just guessing, probably be like 13, 14 heading into a bowl game or heading into their situation for postseason. But, yeah, it blows my mind sometimes when I, when I see a line or when I see it's not just – it's not unique to Nebraska. I've seen it before in other sports where maybe a team's unranked and they're playing a top 20 team or top 25 team and somehow they're favored. But – yeah, I won't dwell on that anymore, but just kind of interesting to see how they make the odds and, and how that gets played into it. But like I said, this is a Logan Smothers time. I think that Iowa's going to be that type of team. A lot of ways, uh, similar to Wisconsin, is just, in my opinion, Wisconsin's been a better version of Iowa over the years. I feel like Iowa does it with maybe the three-star kids, maybe, two-star kids, where they develop them, really get them into that Iowa Hawkeye culture, have it to where they're making the most out of their talent. I feel like Wisconsin has more of a chance at still living in that three-star range, but also being able to snag in some four-star players and just always has a solid offensive line. Iowa has a good offensive line, too, traditionally, but it just feels like Wisconsin's kind of at another level. So I feel like the fact that Nebraska was able to be 35-28 against Wisconsin gives me hope. But like I said, with Logan Smothers being the quarterback, I think this will be a really interesting game because there's so many people that have been hypercritical of Adrian Martinez or have been one, wanting to turn to the backup or wanting to see who's next and who's going to get a shot. That has been out there. There's no way around it. But I think maybe it's going to be one of those deals where we find out what we really have in Logan Smothers. It's one thing to be to be the backup. It's another thing to have hype around your name and have it be to where people have talked to you about are you going to be a good player. I, I honestly hope he is a good player. I'm hoping for the best for him. But now is that time where you actually see what he's able to do. I think if he's able to have a solid game and he's able to, to play well, uh, win or lose, I think that's going to be favorable for him. 
But at the same time, if he's able to have a solid game and Nebraska ends up winning the game, then that's going to give him even all sorts of confidence and momentum and really should make it interesting for next year if he winds up finishing this off and having a good game. On the flip side, I feel like if Logan Smothers ends up not having a great game, I think that is going to cause them to evaluate the quarterback position even more, uh, whether it's next year and Martinez doesn't return, or if it's next year and they're looking at a backup for Martinez, or if it's next year and, quite frankly, they're figuring out what the game plan is for the quarterback position. I think that's all up in the air and remains to be seen. But I think the the quarterback gets all the glory, right? So if uh, the quarterback plays great, then they're going to get all the praise. They're going to get everything tossed on them. If the quarterback plays horrible, then they're going to be, you know, kind of the butt of all jokes. And that's just how it is. But the reality is, if you're being honest and you're looking at it from a true point of view, the defense, you're going to need them to play a real solid game. Offense, you really need it to be mistake-free football. Winning the turnover game, say that over and over again, but I think if Nebraska can truly win the turnover game, that's going to help them against this Iowa team. And... Yeah, I think it's going to be not about getting an 80 or 90, 70-yard play. I think it's going to be about having a low penalty game. I know that's one thing Iowa prides itself on. If you look at Iowa, their game plan, kind of what I'm describing that the Huskers need to win, is what Iowa is just known for. Winning the turnover game, not beating themselves with a lot of you know stupid penalties or silly penalties. Some things that Nebraska has struggled with over time is things that Iowa really excel in. So I feel like Nebraska is almost going to have to play a better brand of Iowa football than Iowa if they want to win this game. And I, like I said, the talent's there. And you can that's the one thing with this team. And you, I'm not going to go about all sorts of stats, but if you look at the stats, there's they're talking about it in the play-by-play of the game. Nebraska is really high in a lot of these offensive categories, and that's all nice. But really it's not about being a, a top-five offense or – you know, a top three offense or top five passing game, et cetera. It's about doing the little things because you can – obviously Nebraska has had a really top offense, and it's not translating the wins on the field. It's about the turnovers. It's about little things. It's about having a reliable kicker where you feel like it's not going to be drama every time there's a field goal. And that's not to harp on the kicker or anything like that, but obviously kicking has been a concern. You know, punting game, when you're looking at that and having it to where, not knowing if you're going to get a 15-yard shank or a 20-yard shank, that's been something that's been a struggle. Turnovers at the worst possible time, having interceptions that are thrown, fumbles that are happening. It's not about being flashy and having it be a dominant game where you light up the scoreboard or light up the yardage board. It's about what the final score is. So I really hope that Nebraska is able to have a big game against the Iowa Hawkeyes. We'll see if they're able to. I think Nebraska can win this game. The question is, will they win this game? And I think it's going to be fun to see, and I think it's going to be a great after-Thanksgiving game, Black Friday, Hawkeyes, Huskers. Been a bit of tradition, but it's been pretty one-sided lately. It's been a lot of Iowa Hawkeyes being happy after this game. That's been the tone more times than not in recent years. So let's see if Nebraska is able to take out a win and if they're able to beat the Iowa Hawkeyes this weekend. Okay, so I'm back here with you. So once again, I do want to say thank you for anyone that's taken time out of your day to listen to Sean Mike Podcast. Continue to find this podcast however you get a hold of this thing. So whether it's Apple, Spotify, however it is you get to me, uh, thank you for listening. Continue to do it. Appreciate that. 
Uh, you can also follow the Sean Mike podcast page on Facebook. Same spelling as uh, the podcast that you see, uh, you know, in your podcast feed. So, do want to thank you guys for taking time out of your day to listen to Sean Mike podcast. I'm out. You have a good one.